Hi, my name is Adri, and on behalf of our Renewal Church, welcome. We're so glad that you're here. Throughout our service today, you'll find different ways that you can engage with our community. You can post on the chat, you can share the link to our online service with people that you know, fill out our connection card, and you'll see links that our online chat host will be posting throughout the service with ways that you can get involved and plugged in to our Renewal Church family. In just a few moments, we'll be joined by our worship team, and afterward, Pastor Jared will share a brief message with us. We are excited to see the ways that God works in and through you. We hope that you enjoy the service. Howdy, Renewal Church. Pumped to have you with us here on this fine Sunday for some worship and a great message from Pastor Jared. I just want to invite you all real quick to go ahead and uh, copy this uh link here for this service and share it with your friends, family, co-workers, share it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you got, you know, throw it in an email if you got to. <laughs> All right, well, with that being said, let's go ahead and worship for a bit.
justice roll on like a river the worship turn into revival lead us back to you Worship turn into revival Lord lead us back to you Give me your heart, give me a song Sing it with all your might Come to the you can be satisfied There is a peace, there is a love You can get lost inside Come to the fountain and let me hear you testify Into the wall, canyons of you Though there's a world to fall into Weightless will dance like kids on the moon to you as soon as you start to let go give me your heart give me your song sing it with all your might come to the fountain and you can be satisfied there is a peace there is a love you can get lost inside come to the fountain and let me hear you testify wave after wave Deep calls to deep Oh, I'll reveal my mystery As soon as you start To let go Give me your heart, give me your song Sing it with all your might Come to the fountain And you can be satisfied There is a peace, there is a love You can get lost inside Come to the fountain And let me hear you testify Mist on the mountain Rising from the ground There's no denying beauty Makes a sound We can't escape it There's no way to doubt Mist on the mountain rising all around. Give me your heart, give me your song, sing with all your might. Come to the fountain and you can be satisfied. There is a peace, there is a love. You inside, come to the fountain and let me testify, there is a peace, there is a love, you can get lost inside, come to the fountain and you can be satisfied, there is a peace, there is a love, you can get lost inside, come to the fountain, let me testify.
Hey, God, we just want to come and say thank you for everything that you do for us. Thank you that there's a place that we can come and testify. And even though we're not able to gather physically in a church right now, we're glad that we can gather virtually and through the comfort of our homes and, and come and, and have a moment with you and worship and hear a great message from, from uh, Pastor Jared to charge our batteries through the week. In your name we pray. Amen. Hi, welcome to Renewal. We're so glad that you could join us today. If you haven't already, we ask that you just take a couple of minutes to fill out our online connection card. This way we can help you take that next step in your journey of faith. There's also space on the online connection card where you can write down how we can pray for you this week. We believe in the power of prayer and we would love to pray for you this week. You know, I don't know about you, but these past couple of months, I have been going through a lot of changes, from changes in my job situation to even changes in my living situation. And the people that I would go to for support are also going through their own changes and their own challenges. And so I'm excited for our message today, where Pastor Jared is going to share more about living with faith when supports are removed from your life. So go ahead and send the link to our online service to people who you think might need to hear some of that message and who might need some of that hope that comes from Jesus. So take some time right now before he joins us to share that link to our online service. Let's go ahead and spend some time in prayer before Pastor Jared shares a message with us. God, thank you so much for your generous love, God, and how you are with us and how you promise to never leave us or forsake us. Holy Spirit, open our eyes to receive the message that you have for us today. Transform us, renew us, and help us to be more like Jesus. In his precious name we pray, amen. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's Pastor Jared back here at Renewal Church Online. Hey, if you're watching this today, take a second and share this. Put it out on Instagram. Put the link in your bio. Share it on Facebook, whatever that is. We've had people watching from all over the world. We've had people watching from Indonesia and Austria, from all parts of the country, from England. And thank you for joining us from wherever you are. Make sure you share this so that we can get the word out about the hope and freedom that's found in Jesus. Now, I just got back from my vacation. It was awesome. We went to the Outer Banks. We went to the beach for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, if you've ever, if you have kids or you had kids, man, it's a different kind of vacation when you go to the beach. It is work. So there's a lot of dragging blankets and umbrellas out and sticking them in the sand and then, you know, watching kids to make sure that they don't, you know, get sucked out to see and then when you bring them back home you know you got to wash off sand from every nook and cranny in those kids and when you think you've got it 
you have not yet begun to get the sand out of those children. So we got back home and I kind of felt like I needed a vacation. Have you ever felt like that? Like I took a vacation and now I need a vacation from my vacation. That's kind of how I feel. In fact, as Kirks, we don't even say that we're going on vacation anymore since we have little kids. We just say, I'm going on a trip, right? Because a trip is like, you know, vacation is relaxing, but a trip is a trip. And so that's, that's what we did. We're glad to be back. Now I have little kids, so it's a lot of fun. My oldest, Jude, is eight right now, and he can, uh, he can swim, and he can enjoy everything. My littlest one, Amelia, just turned four, so she can't swim. And she goes to the beach, and she wears floaties when she's at the beach, like a little life vest is what we call it. And Amelia wants to just take off her life vest. Actually, I brought it with me here. This is what it is. These are Amelia's floaties. And she just wants to take this off and swim. She thinks she can swim because she's wearing floaties. And I'm like, no, Amelia, you can't swim. And she says, but Jude doesn't have to wear his floaties. I say, I know but you can't swim yet. Now with Hattie, my middle child, she's five, so she's learning how to swim. So with Hattie, she may wanna take her floaties off and she can do that if I'm right there. And for her, it's a test. When Amelia takes her floaties off, it's a test to see whether she can really swim or whether she has just been supported by her floaties the whole time. Now, why do I bring this up? Because I was thinking about this for your faith and my faith, and here's what I think is happening right now in our world. The floaties are off when it comes to faith. (laughs) That's just what it is. The supports that have been holding you up have been removed from your life, and you're gonna get to find out, you are finding out right now whether you can sink or swim without all the supports holding you up in your life. It's like someone unclipped the back of these things and threw them into the ocean because you're not meeting in person in a church anymore if you're a person of faith. Your community groups have moved online and so you're not gathering in people's homes anymore. The kind of regular family support and relationship support you had to help you walk in faith has been taken away from you. just those key relationships falling away, those key meetings falling away, all that kind of stuff means that when it comes to faith, the floaties are off and this is a test as to whether you can swim or whether you are going to sink. Now, let's put this another way. If we come out of of talking about floaties, here's how we might ask it as adults is, is your faith so well integrated into your life that when all the supports are removed, you still thrive? That's really the question for us. So in a lot of ways, what we're talking about today is the most important message of this entire pandemic and the COVID-19 quarantine and social distancing and everything that comes with it, because this really strikes at the heart of it, is that when all the supports are removed, can you thrive in your faith? And we're going to talk about someone who did exactly that later today. You're in the middle of a trial. I'm in the middle of a trial. And when you're in a trial, faith is harder, is more difficult, but it's also more rewarding. And so we're going to dig into that today. We're in a series called Life Hacks. And we've been teaching about, you know, if I could only teach you or talk to you about one thing from the life of someone from the Old Testament, you know, what would it be? And today we're looking at a guy named Daniel. So if you have your Bible with you, turn it on, open it up to Daniel chapter one. That's where we're going to be. And Daniel was a guy who really famously got thrown into a pit full of lions and lived to tell about it. But that's not the story we're talking about today. There's a story that happens before that in the life of Daniel that's much more subtle. It's not quite as dramatic as getting thrown into the pit, but it's really the key that shows us 
you know, what it's like to live with faith when the supports are removed. And as we look at Daniel's life, we can learn and grow through this experience as well. So open up to Daniel chapter one. Now, before we dig into that, here's what you need to know about Daniel. Daniel grew up in Israel as a child. He had a believing family. So his mom and dad, his brothers and sisters, they were all believers. He was supported by an entire nation where they all believed uh, spiritually, their religion, that was all the same. He lived in a place where all of his friends would be practicing and devout Jews as well. He lived in a place where there was a physical temple where you could go and worship. And so, you know, every, every Sabbath day, actually it was happening every day of the week, people would go and they would take Sabbath. And so there was a place he could go to grow and, and practice and worship spiritually. But all of that was stripped out of his life when his country was invaded. And we don't know what happened to his family. Maybe they were killed. But he was taken out of Jerusalem in captivity as a young man. He was maybe between 16 and 20 years old. And he was taken away to Babylon. And he was put essentially into a university system for three years of education where he would learn their customs, their manners, their religion, and all the knowledge of Babylon so that he could serve as a noble official in Babylon. In other words, Every single support for faith in Daniel's life had been stripped away. And the question for Daniel is, would he swim, right? When the, when the floaties come off, like, is, are, are you going to sink? Are you going to swim? Are you going to hold on to faith? Are you going to compromise? Are you going to live with some conviction in your life or is it going to melt away? And so that's the, what, the story we're looking at today is the very first test of whether Daniel is going to live with faith when the supports have been stripped away. So let's look at it together. Daniel chapter one, let me read it to you. It says, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. Now, just pause, because this is the one thing that needs to be explained, and then we'll just read through the rest of it. Right, Daniel's a, a Jew, and so he's following kosher food laws. So the food of the Babylonians would likely be uh, killed, the, the animals would be killed as a sacrifice to the Babylonian gods, and maybe the wine in the same way. And so for Daniel, he felt, a, he felt a conviction that he shouldn't eat this particular food because of the kosher food laws that Jews still practice today. All right, let's continue. Now, God had caused the official to show favor and compassion to Daniel, but the official told Daniel, I'm afraid of my Lord, the king, who has assigned you your food and drink. Why should he see you looking worse than the other young men your age? The king would then have my head because of you. Then Daniel said to the guard, Please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance with what you see. At the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. At the, at the end of the time set by the king to bring them into his service, the king talked with them and he found none equal to Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they entered the king's service. Now Daniel does something really incredible here. He takes initiative to live with faith when all the supports are removed from his life. And so he takes this trial that he's going through and turns it into a test. Daniel takes the hardships of his life and when he lives with faith in the middle of the hardships, it gives God a chance to show off, to show out, to prove that he's bigger, that he's in control, that he's powerful and that he will provide. Daniel lives with dependence on God. Now, Daniel here is keeping his spiritual habits going. That's 
part of what the food laws are for Jews and for Jews in the Old Testament as well. Food laws are a spiritual habit, something you do every day that reminds you and has a spiritual significance. So the supports are gone from his life, but he's still gonna live with faith, believing that God is gonna show off. And the result of it is that God blesses him. And that's why Daniel gets promoted and he becomes a servant of the king and he gets promoted into the kingdom and, and, and he becomes a model of what it could look like to be a person of faith in a culture that doesn't believe what you believe um, and could be, could be anti-God in many different ways. Now, you are in the middle of a trial and I'm in the middle of a trial. And as we said before, when you're in a trial, faith is more difficult but it's also more rewarding. It's more difficult because all the supports are removed from your life. In fact, you may not be getting a paycheck right now. That's a pretty big support, isn't it? And if that's you, man, I know that's rocked your world. You may be furloughed or laid off. Um, you know, it could be that you're, having, you're struggling with your health insurance. We've heard that. It could be that uh, your company has announced layoffs, and even if that hasn't affected you directly, it's got you worried and anxious about the future. It could be that you struggle with anxiety and depression and mental health issues, and this pandemic has cranked that up to 11 in your life. And so yes, faith is more difficult when you're in the middle of a trial, but it's also more rewarding. You see, in Daniel's life, we see him depending on God moment by moment. We see him owning his faith and taking initiative to live with faith when all the supports are removed. And God's gonna come through for you in the exact same way. So faith is more difficult, but it's also more rewarding. In your life, the floaties are off. The supports have been removed. And it's time to figure out whether you're going to sink or swim. Now, in Daniel's life, there's a couple of really practical things that he does in this story that I wanna encourage you to do. How you can live with faith when the supports have been removed that Daniel inspires us to. And I've got three things for you today. And so what I want you to do is as we go through these, I want you to consider which one of these God is saying, hey, you need to focus on this this particular week. You need to take a step here this week so that you can swim with the supports removed from your life. And here's what Daniel does. The first thing he does um, when the supports removed from his life is he depends on his personal relationship with God. So for us, when your supports are removed, I must depend on my personal relationship with God. For Daniel, it is abundantly clear that his relationship with God is not, it, it's not there just because his parents believed. Because when his parents are removed, he still believes. It's not there just because the culture that he was in believes. You know, America in some ways has two different cultures and you can travel geographically to places in our culture where basically everyone believes. I, I uh, visited Alabama a little while ago. I have family who lives there. And you know, you can gain cultural capital by going to church and being a Christian and, and that could really increase your social standing. But there are other places in our country where that may not be the case, the, the exact opposite may be the case. Daniel moved from a place where faith was practiced by everyone to no one, and yet he still had faith. You know, one reason you may be struggling so much in the pandemic is that the supports have been removed from your life. You know, nothing, nothing's holding you up anymore, right? And you feel like you're drowning a little bit. 
And it could be that it's actually revealed that your relationship with, your, you know, how you relate to God, it actually wasn't a personal relationship at all. It was a family relationship, right? Or it was a cultural relationship. But just like Daniel depended on his personal relationship with God, you can have that personal relationship with God that gets you through those tough times. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And man, there may, they, there may be no truer verse in the Bible. I mean, I guess you're not supposed to say that as a pastor, but I mean, that's just something we've all learned, even if you're not a Christian, that you know, sin is this little word. It's so powerful in Christianity. It's not when you make a mistake. It's like, what do you, what do you, what's the word for when you do something bad and you know you shouldn't do it, but you do it anyway and it kind of feels good? Well, Christians have a word for that. It's called sin, and every single human who's who ever lived has done it. And it's one of the core problems, according to the Bible. It's the core problem that breaks things in our world. And we know that that leads to death. It leads to death of relationships. It leads to death of peace in your life. It leads to the death of health in your life. And eventually, it leads to spiritual death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. God loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for you so that your past sins could be wiped away, never held against you again by God. And then Jesus rose from the dead so that you could have freedom and hope and a home in heaven on top of all that. And man, so many people need freedom and hope right now. And I'm going to pray at the end of the message today. And maybe today's the day for you to pray with me at the end of the message to put your hope and trust in God and start that relationship with him. But that was Daniel's first thing. When the supports are removed from my life, I depend on my personal relationship with God. The second thing that I do when my supports are removed is I build community when I am isolated. Now, I love that Daniel does this. He's got, um, you know, he's in a foreign land and he, we don't know if he knew the three other guys from Jerusalem or not. It almost doesn't matter. Instead of him saying, hey, this is my conviction. I'm not going to eat the king's food. He grabs three friends and says, hey, let's do this together. Let's stand in faith together because he knew the power of community. Too many times as Christians, you and I will settle for a one-hour Bible study instead of true community. I mean, that's one of the things I say to our community group leaders constantly is the goal is not a one-hour Bible study. The goal is community. It's healthy relationships in your life. God wants you to have a life full of healthy relationships, and he wants to help you get that in your life. Well, Let's ask the question, what does it look like for you to build those healthy relationships, to build that community right now during a pandemic? Is it harder? Is it more complicated? Yes, but we've solved harder problems than this. Maybe God's put someone on your mind that you need to reach out to right now. Maybe it's as simple as just engaging and participating in your community group that meets online or the online community group we started that's available to you. If you don't have a group, you can be a part of that. It could be re reaching out to friends or neighbors. Here's, here's a practice that uh, I put into my life a little while ago that um, I set aside 30 minutes in my, in my week. It's during one of my lunch hours and I just have it in my calendar. It actually pops up in my task management software and it says, uh, pray for your community group. So here's this group of people in my life that I want to build community with. And so I'm going to pray for them. And I'm going to let them know it. I'm going to send them a text message. Just say, hey, I'm praying for you. So maybe for you. The next step would be this week, for just this week, I'm going to set aside 20 minutes 
and $20 to build community in my life, to invest in somebody else, to bless someone, to buy them a gift, to call them, to let them know. If you were to do that this week, it would be great. If you were to do that every week of your life, your life would be absolutely full of healthy relationships. And you'd be building the community you need to thrive in faith even when those supports have been removed. So who is it? Did God put someone on your mind already? Is there a name that he put into your head that popped into your mind that you say, that's a person I need to reach out to. That's the Holy Spirit at work. Don't ignore that prompting. And actually, we ask every person to fill out the online connection card every week, so fill it out and let us know if you're gonna reach out and do $20 and 20 minutes for somebody this week, and we're gonna pray for you in that. Okay, here's the last thing. When the supports are removed from my life, I double down on my spiritual habits. I double down on my spiritual habits. As we mentioned before, for Daniel, the food laws were a type of spiritual habit. Now, to us, it actually seems like a really big deal maybe too big of a deal because we don't understand you know, Jewish food laws and kosher laws and how all that worked. But the food laws, uh, those habits of eating for the Jews were supposed to do a couple of important things. Number one, it was supposed to remind you of who you are as a person. You are clean and not unclean, right? Like you eat, uh, they had food that was distinguished by clean or unclean. So I'm, I'm a person who's clean, not unclean. I live a pure life. It was supposed to remind you who God is. God is holy. He's not unholy. And so he's set apart. He's different. And just like I, I'm set apart from other people and different by what I eat, so is God. And it was also supposed to remind you that the littlest acts of your life could be worship of God. Just from here to here could be part of a worshiping life. And from your perspective, you may think, man, Pastor Jared, are you stretching that a little bit? I, I mean, that's not a stretch. You can Google it. You can read the Old Testament. I mean, these food laws, were they had a deeper spiritual significance for those who practiced them. So they really were spiritual habits. So Daniel doubles down on the spiritual habits in his life. And when the supports have been removed from your life, when there's nothing holding you up anymore, you know, you, things outside of you may be out of control. And so you know, the more you focus on those, your mind gets anxious, you get worried, you get fearful. Maybe you need to focus on what's in your control, like your spiritual habits. So Christians have practiced habits like scripture memorization, like meditating on the Bible, like um, setting aside a quiet time each day to pray, habits like giving generously, spiritual habits like fasting, and maybe... Maybe that's what God is inviting you to do today. Maybe he's saying, hey, there's a, there's a spiritual habit this, this week that I want you to start or I want you to recommit yourself to. And in fact, on the connection card today, we have the options for you to do that because we have resources to help you with all that kind of stuff. So if you just check the box and let us know, I want to start this or recommit to this this week, then we'll send you some resources that will help you with that. Just they're tools that you can use that we've made so that any person, no matter your spiritual level, can engage with it because we want you to do that. So God, what spiritual habit do you want me to start or recommit to this week? That's the question for you. That's how Daniel got through the removal of the supports from his life. All right. Now, as we close today, I want to talk to those of you who feel like you're drowning a little bit. You know, some of you are doing great, and I love that. You know, you've still got your job. You're still doing good. You've been calling family and friends, and you're doing great. And I'm really happy about that. But there's also a lot of people out there who are struggling a lot. You know, you feel like the floaties came off of you in your life, and instead of swimming, you started to drown. 
you know, maybe it is that anxiety or that mental health and um, it's made it incredibly difficult for you to thrive. Maybe it's, um, you know, when you lost your job or you got furloughed and now there's still layoffs happening for people and it's made it incredibly tough. Maybe it's just that loneliness that's been amped up in your life because you wish that there was that other person in your life and they're not there. Or maybe you're married and you still feel lonely and that's a horrible feeling too. But the floaties came off and you feel like you're drowning. Let me just encourage you with this thought. When I teach Hattie how to swim, I don't take the floaties off of her and throw her into the ocean. No, I'm, I'm her father and she's my daughter. I take them off, I stand by her side, and when she starts to sink, I lift her up. You know, God, your heavenly father, is not gonna let you sink and he's not gonna let you drown. He loves you. That's a promise from the Bible. God loves you. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. You know, Jesus dying on the cross, that's proof that God loves you and he's not gonna let you sink. And I wanted to leave you with this one verse. It's actually our memory verse for this week. Um, A blessing over you of God's protection and God's love for you. So receive this blessing. The Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. All right, Blessings Church, I'll see you next week. We're changing things up a little bit on the online service. So I've got some exciting new things coming for you. God bless, and I'll see you next week. I hope that throughout the service, you were able to learn, grow, and be strengthened in your faith. If this was helpful for you, consider inviting a friend to join you online next week through a text message before the service starts. Before you go, we'd like to remind you to fill out the online connection card so we can stay connected throughout the week. If you're not sure about your relationship with God, we want you to know that God loves you and has an incredible plan for your life. If you want to learn more about starting a relationship with God, click the button for prayer requests and one of our hosts will be with you. Thank you so much for joining us and we hope to see you next week. May God continue blessing you and showing you more of his love, presence, and grace.